WBSM presents Spooky South Ghost with your hosts Tim Weisberg and Matt Costa. Here we go. There we go. That works now. It's because I went on the good microphone, Matt, and I didn't tell you. That's what it is. You threw me off. I'm sorry. Everybody heard me. They know they know who we are by now, anyway. Good evening. Welcome to Spooky South Coast. I am Tim Weisberg. He is the silent assassin, Matt Costa. Science advisor, Matt Moniz, is out in the field tonight, somewhere. you have any idea where he is? I have no idea. Me either. He's mysterious like that. Well, some, some cases he can't even share with us. That's true. I, I mean, generally he does let us in, you know, to some degree, but some of them are super top secret, and he can't even discuss them with us because of... Uh, you know, then I'll have to kill us. One of those type of things. Oh, yeah. Uh, but also, uh, you know, there's government paperwork to be filed and all, all kinds of things. We don't have the proper clearances for some of his cases. We're on a need-to-know basis, and we don't need to know. We don't need to know. No. If he's not here, then that's that's all we need to know. He's not here. But we wish him well wherever he is. Okay. Well, we, we don't have a whole lot of time here. It's almost time to take a news break now. Because yep, of all, all these commercials left over from the Red Sox game. Yeah. But we are here to talk with you about the paranormal as we are just about each and every Saturday night, depending on the sports schedule. But uh, we are here to talk to you tonight. We're going to talk about EVPs. Now, for those of you unfamiliar, EVP is electronic voice phenomena, and it's more than just what you've seen in the movie White Noise. Okay, that, That's kind of a fictionalized version of what it is, and just it wasn't a great movie to begin with, as much as I like Michael Keaton. You can't fault the guy who played Batman or Beetlejuice. Uh, but it just, you know, it, it wasn't really an accurate portrayal of what EV, EVP is. I mean, it, the way it was working for Michael Keaton is he just went out and he bought a whole bunch of expensive equipment, turned it on, and he got these, you know, instantaneous great results. That's not really what happens. There's a lot of work that goes into this. There's a lot of um, learning how to get the best results, uh, you know, in the line of questioning that you use, the approach that you use, what type of equipment that you use. And then once you actually capture something, there's the whole process of deciphering what is being said and, you know, trying to put things together. And, and it's one thing to get a voice. It's another thing to make sense of the voice. And it's an even other thing to be able to debunk it and figure out where else it might have come from. So there's a whole lot of work that goes into it instead of just, you know, ghosts showing up on a TV screen or, or voices coming yeah. through on a recording. I've never actually seen that movie. Should I? Yeah, it, might, it might be worth no. it because they actually worked in conjunction with the American American Association of EVP. Yeah. So I mean, there's got to be something to it. To the movie? Yeah. Well, well, uh, they had to start from somewhere. So yeah, I mean, I I remember when I saw the commercials and they were actually playing real EVP. That's from the AAEVP website yeah. on the actual um, uh, on the actual uh, trailers. For the film, you could so. say the same thing about uh, Water Horse, I guess, though. So. <laughs> because the Water Horse is <laughs> supposed to be the Loch Ness monster. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Yeah. All right, so why don't we get right into it with our guests here tonight? We have joining us on the phone Mark and Debbie Constantino. They are a husband and wife paranormal investigation team 
who are also certified parapsychologists. They've investigated many haunted sites over the past few years, and they've been spending most of their time and effort into the art of receiving EVPs on a consistent basis. And uh, Debbie has a gift for attracting spirits, and they utilize that ability, uh, her psychic and clairvoyant nature, to help gain some of these EVPs as well. And uh, you can check out their website at spirits-speak.com if you want to check out some of these investigations we're going to talk about tonight and and see some of their work in the EVP field. Good evening, Mark and Debbie. Thank you for joining us tonight. Hey, thanks for having us. Hey, Dylan. It's great to be on the show. And it's it's especially good that you know you can hang through the Red Sox game. Uh, I guess you guys probably aren't Red Sox fans. No, uh, actually, I'm a Dodgers fan. Don't ask me how because I was born and raised in New Jersey, but it just happened that way. Well, hey, better a Dodger fan than a Yankee fan. That's what I was <laughs> yeah, well, go figure. But, uh, you know, and, and of course there's the new book, Haunted Baseball, that's out uh, by, by Dan Gordon and Mickey Bradley. So, you know, baseball and the paranormal always seems to tie in, but usually just because we're waiting for baseball to get over so we can talk about the paranormal. There you go. Yeah. So now you guys have been at this for, for how long now? Mm. I, don't, go go, ahead, I don't know, maybe 10, 12 years. That sound right to you? Yeah, as far as EVP is concerned. Yeah. Deb, Debbie's always, Debbie's been into the paranormal forever in a day. Yeah. A I lot mean, longer than I have. Yeah, I was raised in a house where my house actually backed up to a graveyard. So I started, you know, you know, with the ability to see when I was a child. So it was always with me, but it wasn't so, you know, out there to where you could connect with it. So you started you started off just investigating the paranormal at first, and then you kind of worked the EVP into it a little bit later on. Yeah, we actually we actually started recording for EVP first in our own home, and uh, we did that for a while, and then we started using it in our investigations. But so, I should back you up. Every house we have has activity, you know, because when you're aware of them, they're aware of you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we knew what our houses were, you know. Well, stuff was going on there, so it, it was just a matter of time before we started recording. You're probably like a big beacon to them, you know, on the other side. they, You know, once they see you, they it's kind of like a light goes on. They're like, oh, there's somebody I can talk to. Yeah, that that's a good analogy. I think that that's pretty much how it is. Well, but I see, I think anybody can be a beacon because the more you do this and the more you record, when we started recording in our home that we have now, we we had this home built, what, nine, ten years ago. There was no history of activity, you know, nothing special with the land that we know of, but just from the process of, of uh, doing it over and over again, you know, anybody can build that up to where, you know, they attract spirit. Yeah, it's kind of like building up, like, a reputation with them. Okay, these people are recording. Why do I want to go next door if I know these people are going to record and hear what I'm saying? You know, these people are going to be attention to me. The people next door are going to ignore me. So where should they go? It's just a matter of, you know, if you know there's a way that you can communicate, you go there. Uh, Same with us. You know, if we know there's a place where we can actually experience something paranormal, we go there instead of waiting for it to come to us. Exactly, yeah. So, and when you first started getting involved with recording the EVP, I mean, how were you doing it? Were you doing it on, like, tapes or... Um. Yeah, well, I, I had an H, uh, a cassette tape going. I had all kinds of things going, just, you know, and then, you know, you talk about the movie White Noise. Well, Karen Mossy is the one that got the EVP for that trailer, and she's a very good friend of mine. As a matter of fact, we just went to Alcatraz a couple of weeks ago in overnight she's, at Alcatraz. But, she's a wonderful person. 
Oh, yeah, you know Karen. I met her at the Mass Monster Mass last year. Oh, yeah, go, very right. cool. So, so you know okay. Mike, too, her partner. Oh, yeah. They're very good friends of ours. Anytime we go to New England, we always, you know, hook up with them. And But, you know, they were our friends back in the day, and they kind of, you know, we watch what they did, and they're very spiritual, passionate people. And I think, you know, basically, that, you know, as long as you have a decent recorder, you know, I, I shouldn't say that. I should say a recorder that's not so decent because you want some kind of, you know, uh, internal noise in the recorder so they can roll it into words. But as long as you have something that works and you're passionate, I think that passion and the determination and doing it several times a day, it's just a matter of time before anybody can get EVP. I mean, do you think, though, that uh, you really need to study up on it first? You can't just turn on a tape recorder and start recording what's going on because you're not really sure what other factors you can eliminate first. I mean, I know that the first time we went out to to record EVP, myself and Matt, you know, we got something right away, and it was only afterwards that we started to think about what some of the other factors might have been around there. I mean, did you do some sort of research into it beforehand, or did you just jump right in with the tape recorder to see what kind of results you could get? Well, what we did was, um, you know, for anybody that's thinking about doing this, the first place you have to start is on the Internet, just getting getting acclimated to what EVP sounds like. And that's probably the most important part is that that's one part that you can't really bypass it because it doesn't sound, for the most part, I should say, it doesn't sound anything like the regular human voice. There's different things associated with it and if you don't you know kind of train your ear to hear it you know yeah you could turn your recorder on and start recording but you're going to pass up evp that's right in front of you all right it's almost like panning for gold i mean in a two-minute recording you could have six <clears throat> things said and you know i look back like you know 10 12 years ago all the stuff i must have erased you know, because there's so much sitting in there, but, you know, then that gets into a matter of editing and how to pull it up and all that. But it's, I think what Mark is saying is tune your ear into listening into the noise, and then you'll hear your responses, you'll hear your answers, and at that point you can, you know, pull out the background noise and pull up what's there. Yeah, and then also I'd just like to add, I mean, as long as you're controlling your environment to where you know who's talking, you know who's not talking, and uh, I think absolutely, just, you know, practice hearing what it sounds like. You know, control your environment, and, yeah, just turn your recorder on. Yeah. I mean, for us, kind of dive in. But for us, I mean, it's just the two of us. We've been married, you know, like 20 years, so we kind of got the hand gestures. We, we have a recorder in every room. We You know, we've gotten this down, and we don't have to worry about anybody else. He and I, we know the, ha- the noises in our house. We know when the dryer's on, that type of thing. So, And, and you know that, you know, at this point that it's not one of the two of you talking because uh, after being married for 17 years, you probably don't really talk to each other much anymore. No, we don't talk at all. We just, <laughs> no. The only time we talk is when we do radio. For God. Well, she, she talks a lot. I just don't listen. There oh, well, there you go. Oh, my he, God. He, what he, said, he says, I'll just record it and listen to it later on. That's That's how it works now. But... You know, a lot of people will say, I know a lot of investigators who will say that when they're listening for EVP, because there's such a, a tendency for a lot of people to try to pull something out where there might not be anything, mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, for those who are unaware, a lot of investigators classify EVP into, like, class A, class B, class C, A being the best, B being pretty good, and C being, like, eh. 
And I, right. I know a lot of investigators will just bypass Class C altogether because they're afraid they might be reading into it what might not really be there. I mean, how do you feel about that? Do you try to listen for just an A or a B, or do you kind well, of take any kind of anomaly? Well, I, I, as far as as far as me sitting in my home and and downloading recordings into the computer and listening back, you know, I, I think for us it almost seems like the passion is so great that I, I, even if it's a Class C, and when we do our conferences, we tell people, you know, do yourself a favor and don't spend a lot of time on the Class Cs because no matter how hard you try to edit them or, or try to figure them out, you really never can, but I don't usually take my own advice. But, but uh, I mean, I do think that happens sometimes, especially with the Class C, but, I mean, as far as we're concerned, that would certainly be nothing that... That we would ever, that would ever go beyond, you know, what we just have in our computer. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, you know, clip it out, right? What we think it is, and that's it. I mean, yeah, it's tough to throw them away, though. <clears throat> you know, and it, it really is. Even if they're just saying "help me" or you can't make it out. But what I like about the C's is, even if you know, you know, if you're trying to carry on a conversation or something, now you know whatever recorder you're using, you know how well you can pull that up. So, yeah, all right, you, you might know in your heart you might not be able to pull it up, but what I'll do is, okay, I heard you say, um, you know, in the dryer, for an example, I don't know why I pulled that, but, and you tell them, okay, I heard you say in the dryer, now, don't waste your energy, only talk when the red light's on, what did you mean by that? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it can kind of help as a tool like that. Yeah, cause you know was... you heard it, but you know if you're going to pull it up, you're going to lose it or you're not going to be able to get it. I was going to it's ask kind if, of a way for them not to waste any more energy. I was going to ask if you had a lot of experience where you know you could take these classes and, and once you realize that the attempt to make contact is there, you can kind of you know work with it and try and you know go them into being able to use more energy and and move it up to a you know class B or class C and uh, A. I mean in subsequent communication. I mean, do you find if you start with a C and you work with that particular spirit, you might be able to to get better stuff out of them down the line? Well, you know. I don't know about you, Mark, but not necessarily with that particular spirit. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I don't think that, you know, if you have a ghost in your house, generally you don't have just one, unless they're a hermit in the past life. They they, they like to travel with a few of them. You know what I mean? So I'm talking to one, maybe they're not prepared, maybe they, you know, just crossed over for whatever reason. They're not utilized in speaking. There are some really good speakers out there. Sometimes, I mean, it's like here. The word gets around. There's a paranormal conference. Well, the word gets around there. Well, hey, they're recording. It's 10 o'clock. They're on the porch. All right. So you might you might get somebody else in there that speaks clearly. You know, I'll even ask them sometimes, is there anybody amongst you that can speak for you or something like that? But, you know, sometimes that works. And, just, and sometimes if you're not getting anything, like we'll be on these things for like maybe three and four days and we'll come back and just, you know, the people that are in my home, I have to kind of, you know, chip back at that portal and, you know, kind of like open things up again. And it's kind of like you try maybe, all right, so I tried a minute before and I got them. No, I try three minutes. and Who knows where they are? Maybe they're in a portal. Maybe they're, you know, ten minutes on the other side. But I believe they do hear you. And if you keep talking, it might take them a little while to get here, but eventually they will. That's just my theory. You know. And it does seem like the more one person can get attuned to hearing EVP and 
realizing what's going on, then the more often the spirits can try to communicate with you. I mean, I, I just know a lot of people who've had a lot of success with it, and you know, some people can go out and get one every single time they go out. And but part of it is that they've really become trained to not only know what to listen to. Uh, but they also have become trained to decide what kind of factors are the best for recording it as well. Right. Mm-hmm. And and like I said before, the more the more you do it, the more, uh, for lack of a better word, the more of a bond you uh, you form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's I, I very important. I truly believe that. I mean, we we have a spirit that speaks to us at our house. Um, his name is Bob. Yeah. And we've been speaking to him on and off for probably three or four years now. He'll, he'll kind of go away for three or four months, and just when we think that for whatever reason he's not communicating with us again, you know, bang, he'll just show up. And he's got a very methodical voice. I think he's crossed over. He talks very long and very clear. Goodbye. And, oh, I'm sorry, that's my computer. But I was hoping it was an EVP. <laughs> well, yeah, it could have been. Maybe it something out. I don't know. But uh, it's really funny because when we first met Bob, we asked for a helper. I mean, we're members of AAVP. That's how we got involved. And, you know, I read in a newsletter, we'll ask for a helper. And we did. And, you know, I think from there we got Bob, and I don't think he's left. We, um, I freaked out one day. We were going flying somewhere, and I worried about the equipment. Oh, my God, we put it through X-ray. All our EVP's gone. So I made Mark go in the bathroom in the plane and check it. Sure enough, Bob came through. Wow. We were in a hotel room in New Hampshire. We live in uh, Nevada right now. Sure enough, Bob came through. I mean, there was a pay-per-view movie in the room to where somebody actually pressed the button. Wow. Well. <laughs> yeah, the movie went. I mean, there's all kind of fun. If you want to talk about phenomena, that's another show. But <laughs> Well, we will talk more with Debbie and Mark Constantino in just a moment. After the news, we'll come right back into the discussion as we talk about EVP here on Spooky South Coast. When people start screaming, turn on all your lights, lock the doors, and pull down the shades. Spooky South Coast is back. I can smell your fears. I'm not afraid. You will be. Welcome back to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, along with the silent assassin, Matt Costa. And before we get back into the discussion about electronic voice phenomena with Mark and Debbie Constantino, just want to let everybody know about one thing coming up next Saturday, May 10th. 
world-renowned demonologist John Zaffis will be appearing at Open Doors. John will be discussing true documented cases and the work he is currently doing today in the field. Now, he has over 30 years of experience studying and investigating the paranormal, uh, working for and with his aunt and uncle, Ed and Lorraine Warren. He's also worked with Roman Catholic priests, monks, Buddhists, rabbis, and ministers, uh, including well-known exorcists such as Bishop Robert McKenna, Father Malachi Martin, and the Reverend June. And uh, he will be there at Open Doors in Braintree on Saturday. He'll give a lecture from 1 to 3 p.m. Uh, tickets are $15, and seating is limited. So uh, you want to make sure that you get on their website, opendoors, and then the number 7.com. Uh, get on that site right away and purchase your tickets before they're all gone. And then from 3 to 5 p.m., he'll be doing a book signing uh, with his book, Shadows of the Dark. And uh, I have a copy of it. I have not had a chance to read it yet, but it looks like it's a great book. And then on June 21st, they'll have another event, such as uh, the one they're having next week, with Jeff Belanger, some guy named Jeff Belanger. I don't know who this guy is. I don't is. know who he is. Either. Except he's going to be on our show next week. Jeff Belanger will join us to talk about his new book, Weird Massachusetts. And the plan currently is to do it live from the Lizzie Board and Bed and Breakfast. Uh, but no guarantees yet. We have to work everything out. But we will be talking to Jeff Belanger as long as there's a show next week. So stay tuned to SpookySouthCoast.com for more about that. But he'll be at Open Doors on June 21st from 1 to 3 p.m. giving a lecture. Again, tickets are $15. And from 3 to 5 p.m., he'll be doing a book signing. Uh, and he'll be offering up his new book, Weird Massachusetts, there. So you want to make sure you get down there and check it out. Uh, but this Saturday, John Zaffis, 1 to 3 p.m. It's at Open Doors, 395 Washington Street in Braintree. Their phone number is 781-843-8224. And their website, again, is opendoors7.com. That's opendoors and the number 7.com. And pay real close attention to their courses that they teach there. They teach a number of great courses there, but uh, you will soon be able to take some courses there uh, taught by myself and Matt Moniz. And we have uh, some plans to do some really unique stuff. They're kind of giving us carte blanche to teach what we want to teach. So I think uh, I'll be focusing on paranormal investigations, and Moniz is going to work on... Um, uh, investigating UFO cases and how to properly document and, and investigate UFOs. So just a couple of things that we'll be offering over there with the, the great folks over at Open Doors. So you want to make sure you check that out, opendoors7.com. All right, let's get right back into the discussion with Mark and Debbie Constantino. And if you want to check out their website while we're speaking, it's www.spirits-speak.com. It's linked up right on the front page of SpookySouthCoast.com as well. So uh, Mark and Debbie, uh, we were talking before the break about EVP and about the different ways that you've collected them. And, you know, by now, anybody that's really into the paranormal, uh, I think EVP becomes part of their repertoire. What are your thoughts and feelings about some of these new attempts people are using to record spirit communication, like the quote-unquote Frank's box, the telephone to the dead, these type of devices? Uh, well... You know, I've never worked with the Frank's box. I'm very intrigued by it. I've heard it got John Zaffis' name. You know, I've heard the recording of John Zaffis' name, and I thought I heard John Zaffis several times. But, like I say, I never worked with the actual Frank's box. Mm -hmm. uh, the thing I am a little hesitant about is it only speaks to certain people, and it speaks to those people through the box. Nobody else can hear it. You know, but I, I do have a mini box, whatever that is. You buy them on eBay. Um, from the uh, from Paranormal Systems? Uh, no, it's a Radio Shack hack. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so, you know, to me, it's like, a, you know, when I was a little kid, my neighbor had a police radio. Mm -hmm. To me, that's exactly what it sounds like. Nothing, I, I haven't worked with it that much. I want to put that, that out there first. 
But nothing I get is really um, confirms anything I'm asking. But like I said, I don't work with it that much. But I don't know. And, you know, it's kind of like uh, the EVP maker to where you only have a certain amount of words. It's like a glorified magic eight ball in a sense. Yeah, I mean, that was the one thing about EVP Maker that I always had a problem with is that, you know, it's only going to work with what you can enter into it. But at least Exactly. These... So, you know what I mean? I mean, if you come up with a word that's not on that list, then I'll, I'll call that EVP. You know, I'll call that paranormal, but yeah, I don't know. I... You know, it, it's great that people are out there trying to uh, come up with new ways to uh, communicate with spirit. We've, we've heard some recordings of... Uh, of some phrases that have come off of uh, Frank's box, and as of yet, I haven't really heard anything uh, that really impressed me. I would really like to sit down with well, somebody that has one and and see it firsthand because well, seeing it firsthand is, you know, it, it's a lot better than just listening to a recording and saying, "Hey, you know, this is what they said." Oh, well, what was that thing you called that Chad had? Do you remember? Uh, I don't digital remember. something or other. Digital dowser, I think. Oh, yeah. Now, that thing, I mean, I don't know, but I was working with a, a friend of mine named Chad. He's walking through this place. Now, I'm thinking Chad probably isn't one of those 500 words that they give you on the list. Uh-huh. And he's working. It, it says turn left, turn right. I'm walking right in back of this guy. It, he goes into a bathroom in a haunted location, and it says turn right, mirror, Chad. There was a mirror in the bathroom on the right, and his uh-huh. name is Chad. So, you know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it is some kind of a device that maybe non-educated spirits can adhere to. Well, maybe. I mean, I don't know, but I really don't have enough experience with it to quote on it. Uh, get, getting back to the idea of uh, EVP Maker, and for those unfamiliar, it's a, it was actually a software developed by a gentleman named Stefan Bion uh, from, I think, I think he's out in somewhere in one of the Scandinavian countries. Yeah. And, uh, and he developed this software, which essentially will help you make EVPs. It gives the spirits the, what they need. And it's kind of what inspired Frank Sumption to create the box. Mm-hmm. And I, I was talking with Stefan one time and I had, you know, was from what he was explaining to me, I had thought about the idea of trying to enter in all the different, you know, phonetic sounds that human beings make, you know, that English speaking humans make. And just putting in those raw sounds and seeing if it could form words out of those sounds. Has anybody tried to do that? As, as far as you know, you know, not that I know of. Like I said, we've we've seen uh, devices where they'll put in like 500 words or a thousand words, and it uh, picks and, from the batch, right? And it's supposed to work off of uh, electromagnetic uh, frequencies or fields. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple different ones that we've seen. One of it, one is a computer software where I guess it has to hit a certain uh, frequency like 10 times before it spits out a word, and then you just kind of sit in front of the computer, and every once in a while a word will pop up. And, I mean, whether they make sense or not, I don't know. The one thing I did notice about, I think it was called a digital dowser. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I think that's what it was. It's a handheld unit. It's got a couple antennas. And the one thing that I noticed the one night that we saw is that as soon as somebody handed it off to somebody else, the very first thing it said was, sweet. (laughs) So, But that was was a one-day experience, so you can't, you know, maybe it was the spirit that was saying sweet. Who knows? I guess. You know, I don't know. 
to me, I heard sweet when Chad picked it up, but you, to me, I took it as kind of like a, the new lingo, kind of like, oh, sweet, I'm yeah. with this guy, you know, so who knows? But you, I, I can't really quote on it because I haven't worked with it for more than two days, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we, I mean, we've used the the Radio Shack one uh, a couple of times, and we got Matt Costa and I. We still disagree over what we were actually getting. I, I think we got a little bit of something. Uh, he thinks that it was all just kind of random, and we were reading into it. But um, you know, it, they do seem to create the illusion of you're getting something out of it anyway. Uh, right. I mean, if somebody you know isn't used to the paranormal and really wants to hear something, you know, I'm sure you could with those but uh, you know i don't know it has to be pretty tangible for me to say hey there's something to this you what, know what works but like for me. i say that you know the recording i heard at, the, at a lecture in tombstone recently i mean i heard john Zaffis's name three times and it was a tape from the frank's box mm-hmm. so i didn't actually witness the frank's box but i did hear john Zaffis's name three or four times yes. i could make it out see so. and i didn't so, well, I did. Know, I know, and that's all that matters. That's all that matters. <laughs> a, a live Damn session. It? No, <laughs> a live session with Frank's box. So I, I have uh, seen one uh, with Chris Moon's uh, telephone of the dead, and when you actually see it in, live and in person, though, I think sometimes you can get wrapped up into it too much. Right. Especially whereas if you follow Chris's reasoning, where you know only a set number of people can utilize it, and there's spirit technicians on the other side that are helping you, you know, when you follow that that reason that reasonality to it then you kind of get wrapped up in what he's doing what he's talking about and you might be like oh i i heard that uh, but when you can listen to just the clips i think you can actually be a little bit more skeptical about what you're hearing that way because mm-hmm. it takes out the human element right right mm-hmm. it, it, and while i certainly believe there are spirit technicians on the other side that's helping us with communication i would uh I would hesitate in believing that there's only a certain amount of people that they're willing to work with. I mean, well, yeah, but Frank Sumption, you know, came out and he wants everybody to know. Yeah, he's totally dismissed that idea, and and mm-hmm. it's kind of led to a rift between him and Chris. But I mean, we won't get into yeah, that. Yeah, we've we well, we've, you know, but if Spirit is given the information, I think Frank Sumption's probably on the right track to where everybody should know. You know, all the souls out there on this plane should probably know. So, well, I mean, and what is it though? that these spirits are, are trying to do? I mean, do, do they want to teach us about the other side? Do they have messages that they didn't get to say before they passed on? Or is it, you know, something beyond just life after death and just an alternate reality and it's just trying to make contact with our reality? You know, yeah, I question that every day. I think it might have something to do with karma. Every negative thing you do on this side, maybe there's some kind of penance to pay for it. If you speak to Adam Bly, I mean, he's a firm believer in purgatory. I mean, you know, my views change every day. I think there's, who do we get? We get spirits, people that have crossed, more educated spirits. I believe that, you know, I, you know I'll see them as like little white-hot lights. When I see it, I start talking. I usually get like more educated spirits that can talk longer. But I think we get earthbounds. You know, that's where you get a lot of help me's, a lot of get outs. You get people, you know, from the other side, but I don't think they generally come in unless you're asking for help or asking for a higher education or that type of thing. 
Well, if you have any questions for Mark and Debbie Constantino about EVP, uh, capturing it, deciphering it, uh, spirits trying to communicate with you, uh, you can give us a call at 508-996-0500, 508-291-0500. And it seems like, you know, Debbie, where you have this ability to, to kind of see spirits and interact with spirits anyway, EVP must be a, a great relief to you to be able to kind of express that same type of experience with others to say, okay, you know, you might not be as finely tuned into this as I am, but, you know, here's some sort of proof to what I'm saying. You know, this goes along with what I'm telling you in their own voice. Right. Well, you know, for me, I mean, it helped immensely because every house we've had has always had paranormal activity. A lot of the times Mark would go over the road. I would be, you know, perfectly fine during the day, but, you know, my kids were little. As soon as the sun went down, I'd get a lot of paranormal activity to where, as an investigator, you're like, oh, wow, this is cool. But when you're, you know, alone with the two kids, it's scary as hell. But ever since I started recording, for me, it's like, God, I mean, this is so cool. They're just people. They just want to talk. And now, you know, from talking every day, they don't really do anything paranormal. I mean, it's really sad in a sense to where... I don't really get anything going on here except for voices on a recorder now because that's how they utilize it before they were trying to get my attention. Yeah, so now it's now that they know they have it, now it's just, oh, I'll talk to you when I have something to say. No, it's like, well, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing okay. You know what I mean? It's just like, not that that's bad, but, you know, it, but, but for me it kind of diffused everything. Like, I have no more fear. I could be in the belly of the Queen Mary. I don't have any fear. But, really, at all. And I, I was full of fear come 20 years ago. Man, you couldn't, I didn't think I'd ever pick up a recorder. Uh, how, so it's pretty good in that sense. How much can you push them when you communicate? I mean, how much, do you try to get answers to things? Do you try to ask them, you know, what, what lies beyond here? You know, do you try to find out, you know, where they're at and what it is that they're experiencing? And, and Well, we've gotten uh, level five, level six. I mean, you know, they've given us these answers. We're like, where are you now? And they've spit out different levels. Um, I don't know. Do you have any? Yeah, I think for me, I think that's what it's all about. I mean, um, I'd really want to know, you know, what lies, you know, in wait for us when, when we do, you know, take our last breath here. I mean, that's, uh, you know, to me, that's fascinating. I'd love to know a little bit about what's in store for me. I mean, we also, we do grief management also, and uh, which, which we seem to have pretty good results with. And to me, that's a big part of it. I mean, yeah, and, and basically anything that comes to mind, um, like Debbie was talking about when we were in New Hampshire and the pay-per-view movie came on, you know, we jumped on a recorder and said, you know, how did you do that? You know, did you actually muster up the energy to press the button? You know, did you just have to think about it? You know, how did you do it? And we got an EVP response that said, we think we think about it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. we've gotten that more than once over the years. My, my only question, though, is did you get stuck with the bill for the pay-per-view, or were you able to explain that to the front desk? No. Well, <laughs> we just called down and said, hey, something happened. We hit it by mistake, you know. You actually, it was a porno, so we just... Now, <laughs> I tell you what it was. It was that movie Fear with Robert De Niro. That's what it was. Well, there you go. At least it wasn't white noise. I mean, that would have been just too creepy. It was a spooky movie, so that worked. 
Now, when uh, when you do go to uh, different conferences, and I, I know that you have some coming up, some different events that you're going to, uh, what is it? What exactly do you present uh, to the audiences? I mean, do you try to give them, you know, some of your best examples, like we're going to do here in a little bit, or you know, well, do you try to capture them right in the room and see if you can analyze them as they happen? Well, yeah. we kind of do that with ghost hunts. Like on the last Queen Mary, we were able to do the cargo hold. We did uh, the boiler room. And we were actually getting EVP in front of people, which is so totally cool. But, you know, the Queen Mary's haunted as heck, so. But, you know, we try to educate people and we try to think, well, what are we doing differently than other people are? And it's really, you know, just a matter of, you know, tuning into it. We, you know, give them credibility. I do the Day of the Dead. I, you know, during, doing my housework, I talk to them all the time. You know what I mean? So trying to find ways to where we connect when things that we're doing that other people usually aren't, you know, that type of thing, whether well, we did differently. When, when you're actually going to a place that isn't, isn't your home, say, and you're going to start with a line of questioning, uh, what, what type of approach do you take to the questioning? Um, or do well, you just turn it on and, and just see what happens and not well, ask any questions Well, you kind of get an idea what kind of ghost you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, in the Queen Mary, you know, you have Johnny there that was crushed by the door. And the Queen Mary is awesome in that fact that, I mean, you had millionaires on the ship, you had stowaways, you had German prisoners, so it just depends where on the ship you are. And, and usually the way we'll start off is uh, we'll say, you know, hey guys, you know, it's Mark and Debbie, you know, we just want to let you know, you know, we're not here to cause you any harm, you know, we're just curious about, you know, the spirits that may spend a lot of time here. Yeah, and we don't, you know, um, confront them. To us, they're just people, you know, and to me, it's like what can behind somebody in 7-Eleven. If they're not rude to me, I'm not rude to them. You know, so I don't try to provoke them, anything like that. That's a, a very good approach. I mean, I know Matt Moniz, our science advisor, he's, he's not here tonight, but he likes to try to, you know, start a personal conversation with them first. You know, ask them their favorite color and, and ask them, you know, about themselves, their likes or dislikes, because he said he found that most living people, their favorite subject to talk about is themselves. Yeah. So why should people who have passed over be any different? Exactly. The only thing they're missing is a body. That's a very good point. You know, and a lot of times, too, they don't realize they don't have one. So that's something to think about, too. I mean, I've had a guy on my porch uh, to where, you know, I could, it's kind of where I can see energy sometimes, not like a full-fledged apparition, but you see energy move. So I'm sitting on my porch, and we smoke, so we smoke outside. And I see somebody sit down, so I said, well, you know, how you doing? And so I get the response, I'm dead. And then I talk, and real sarcastic. And I said, well, you're really not dead because obviously you're talking to me. So obviously, you know, part of you is dead, but you're, you're alive because you're talking to me. And this guy, on a one word at a time through recordings, he got nicer and nicer and nicer. And I think I've talked to him like three days since that conversation. So, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, they're people, whether they have a body or not, just being, you know, genuine with them. Yeah, the golden rule applies to everybody, living or dead. Exactly. Oh, well, why don't we take a break now, then when we come back on the other side, we'll play some of the EVPs that you've captured, and uh, we'll share them with people, and we'll get the story behind them. So why don't you uh, stick around, folks? We'll be right back after a brief break here, our last break of the show, Matt. Is that how it's going to work? This yes. How? Okay. <laughs> and we'll be right back here on Spooky South Coast. Hello. Hey, man. Hello. You up? Hello. Wake up. I need to talk to you. I think your house is haunted. 
Hey, come on, it's 2.30 in the morning. I can't sleep in here, man. I'm scared. Welcome back to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, along with the silent assassin Matt Costa. We are talking to Mark and Debbie Constantino. They are EVP specialists. You can check out their website, spirits-speak.com. It's also linked up right on SpookySouthCoast.com as well if you want to check out some of their EVPs there in their gallery or find out more about them and where they're going to be uh, upcoming here. And I know you guys mentioned that you're going to be at uh, Rolling Hills in June. Yeah, I think it's the week of the uh, 13th to the, uh, I'm sorry, 13th to the 15th in Bethany, New York. And uh, I know there's a, a great effort going forth to, to save that location, that there's a lot of, uh, you know, repair that needs to be done and, and all kinds of stuff going on out there. I mean, how, how is it coming along as far as you know? You know, we're in Nevada. I don't know. I'm just so excited to be able to go. This is the first I heard of that. It's kind of like Waverly in a sense. It's a restoring it, huh? Yeah. Uh, from what I understand, I guess there was a, a lot of um, financial issues that they needed to raise a lot of money for. And they've been able, you know, through allowing investigations, and everything, they've been able to raise some of those funds, which that's the best thing about a lot of these locations is they, a lot of them would just sit there and, and go to waste and just fall by the wayside if it wasn't for investigators coming and making donations and, you know, there helping you to keep them alive. Yeah. Yeah. And it, as a matter of fact, I think the event we're doing, uh, is uh, darkness on the uh, edge of town, and I think it's already sold out, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I'm sure it is, yeah. Yeah. We have one in July coming up, though, for a haunted castle in Victoria, Canada, if anybody's interested. And that's the 6th through the 9th. Of June. Yeah, July. Of July, I'm sorry, yeah. yeah. Should, uh, that should be pretty interesting. Yeah, there should be plenty of EVPs in a castle, I would think. Let's hope so. <laughs> yeah, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to play some of uh, some of your your clips from your website here, and uh, now I know you you gave us a suggested order. Do you want to just set up the first one for us? Um, you know, I don't know which one you're playing. I kind of gave you numbers because that's how I do it. Yeah. But uh, do you have a number with it, or do you know yeah, what it number, says? Yeah, number one. Okay, that's I don't know. I believe, and you know, I don't know how many EVP I got, you know, how many voice manipulations I got before I you know, realized, hey, this is EVP. But this is the first one that I really knew that I got. And it was, uh, you know, we're sleeping in our bedroom. And I had heard some kind of, it sounded like wind in my recorder. And I was recording for, I think, at least three months. And I got nothing. And then I'm saying to myself, great, my recorder broke. This is fantastic. I didn't even get anything. But I didn't give up. And I recorded that night. And I said, you know, was that a portal spinning? Was that what I heard? And you hear a voice say, I don't know. I think Matt has that ready for us. Was that what I heard? There you go. I want to play it one more time. Was that what I heard? Yeah, you can definitely hear that. Do you? Because we didn't hear anything over here. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that's that's the phones here. We, we have... Uh, the most up-to-date equipment you can possibly have if this was 1975. Okay, very that's, cool. That's, that's the way things go here. At, we uh, didn't hear it, but it, it, that's what I heard. That is a pretty studio. clear EVP, though. It, uh, yeah, he, I mean, I almost knocked Mark right out of the bed. You know, he, that was me. Now, you hear his voice. That's not him. So now, it, I was pretty impressed with that. One of the, the popular questions that, that people ask each other when they want to get to know each other a little bit better is that, that age-old question, boxes or briefs? 
And we kind of have a similar, mm-hmm. you know, question that we ask people when it comes to EVP, and that's digital or analog. Which one do you guys prefer? We we use digital handheld recorders. Uh, they're very very convenient. They seem to work really well for us. The only thing that you really need to know is, you know, you don't want to spend a lot of money on a digital recorder because the the cheaper they are, the more internal noise you have, and that's what Spirit works with to uh, to form their communications. I mean, so you don't want to go out and spend three hundred dollars on a digital recorder because you're not going to get the internal noise that Spirit needs uh, to to be there to manipulate into their messages. That's that's the same reason why I chose boxers. What's that? That's the same reason why I've chosen boxers. Okay. Easier easier spirit manipulation. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, no, I agree. I mean, I'm a sports writer by trade, so I use, you know, a couple of different types of recorders when I go into locker rooms. And so those are basically just what I use if I want to try to capture EVP. And a lot of the other reporters have these big, fancy Olympus, you know, $250 recorders, and they say, why don't you go out and get one of those? I say, well, because I can't use that when I'm trying to get EVP. It's too good. Yeah, exactly. It's too good. I mean, we've been in cemeteries to where... They will manipulate anything. They'll manipulate leaves under your feet. We've been in a cemetery. We visited this old couple. It's a long story. We used to leave them flowers. You'd hear them say, just in the leaves crunching under our feet, don't go, don't go. I mean, clearly, clearly enough to know it's a voice. And, you know, my dog would bark. We'd go on the porch, smoke a cigarette. My, my dog was a puppy. He'd be barking inside for us to come in. You'd hear his voice go out. And a voice come in, you know, they manipulated the sound of his bark. Wow, that's really cool. They will use anything, but, you know, it's funny because you go on eBay and you see all these recorders. Well, you know, of course, they're not working as memo takers in the office, but they are excellent for EVP. I go on eBay, I look for anything that's been discontinued because there's a reason for that. There's internal noise, and that's what we need. That's a good point. Yeah, I never thought about that. And the one thing that a lot of people don't realize with them either is, uh, you know, it's not a big fancy setup that you need to transfer something from a cheap digital recorder to a computer. You don't have to go out and buy these, you know, higher end recorders that come with all kinds of USB connections and voice recognition software and all that stuff. You mm-hmm. know, just a five dollar, you know, eighth inch to eighth inch cable from Radio Shack will do it. Exactly. Yeah. Good. You know, it's almost like. Herbs, you know, if you revert it all back, you know, to that big circle, uh, there's a cure for everything in the rainforest. You know, I'm getting a little heady here, but you know what I mean? It's If you get just get back to, you know, easy stuff, that's what really does it. When you start getting all technical and all, you know, yeah, it's great. We use a backup recorder that's really, really clear if I do a seance. That way, hey, I know this one's likely not to get it. Or if I do, sometimes I get different stuff on two recorders. But generally, you know, if I do a seance or something like that, I'll have one recorder I know is getting EVP. I'll have the other one started and ending after my EVP recorder, and I can document everything. Was that a sound in the room? Well, absolutely not, because my big expensive recorder didn't pick it up. Exactly. Good plan. Yeah, so. All right, well, let's play the second one on the list here, number two. Uh, It just says knock. Uh, Okay, Mark, that was the one you gave. Oh yeah, that that one's real to me. That's really interesting. I think we were up in Virginia City. We were, and um, I think I think what you're going to hear is Debbie asking uh, if you can make a knock, if you can knock for us. And this spirit is like, you know what? I'm going to do it my way. 
And instead of making a knocking sound, he actually says the word knock. <laughs> and it's weird because we've gotten this response from another location as well. This is what we call uh, the Fox Sisters, the next generation. You there know. you go. <laughs> All right, Matt, why don't you fire that one off for us? Could you knock on the wall once for yes, twice for no? <laughs> How about one more time, Matt? Could you knock on the wall once for yes, twice for no? <laughs> so it said knock, knock there, actually, huh? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. We can't hear anything on this <clears throat> side, but... It's it, you know that that really is funny that they you know they can play around with you a little bit in, in what they're doing once they know they can make that communication they can feel a little bit more at ease I think yeah and it's just, oh. and it's just like you know it's no different than your next door neighbor you know you may have one next door neighbor that's really grumpy and then on the other side of the ha uh, the other side of your house the ne the other next door neighbor might be a barrel of laughs I mean oh, it's it's no different let me tell the story about the bell real quick we had this. Oh, it was New Hampshire, as a matter of fact, and we were um, out visiting. We were staying. It was that same hotel I was telling you about where the um, pay per view went on. And uh, we have a guy say clearly on my clear recorder, "Ring a bell." And I didn't know if it, if it was sarcastic, "Ring a bell, dingy," you know. So we went to an uh, antique store and we got a bell. And so we rang the bell and everything was cool. We got a couple of EVPs. We came back home and we said, well, damn, if that bell worked, then we got to get one of these really big bells with that dreidel thing that you run around it. So we did that and we hear some guy in our house say, knock it off. Yeah. <laughs> and for the love of God, I can't find it. It's, it's in one of my EVPs in my home computer somewhere, but I can't wait to find that and bring it up because it's so funny. It's we like... This we, guy's having a siesta, and I woke him up or something. We, you know? we thought we had this big discovery. We were like, they like bells. They like bells. Because the one per one spirit said ring a bell, and the other one was like, hey, knock it off. I, I guess they don't all get along. You know, what, no. what's good there for you one go. They can't get along on that side either, I guess. Yeah. All right, well, number three here says uh, Just Junita. Just Juanita. Juanita? Yeah, Just that, Juanita, yeah. That, that's, that's pretty clear. Yeah, it's low, and that was also from Virginia City. And there's a lot of brothels back there, and I want to say this is the one where it had no roof on in back of the Union Brewery. Do you remember, Mark? No, I think this was in the basement of the Mark Twain uh, Territorial Enterprise. Well, it's in Virginia City, Nevada, and it's a Class A, and I want to say it's a prostitute. I'm pretty clear there. Well, I'll let you know. I'll be able to tell right from the sound. Oh, of the well, there you go. You, you know, who knows? Experience, you know? huh? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Mark. There you go. <laughs> uh, I right. don't even know what I said. Matt, why don't you play that one? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you can hear that very clear. I want to play it again. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. See, we work with an iPod here because, uh, you know, we don't have access to computers and stuff in the studio, so... We right. just we work with an iPod, so it takes a second to load up. Matt does a great job putting everything together and making sure we can play it and have everybody hear it. Even though you guys can't hear it, I, I promise you the audience can. Oh yeah. no, that's I'd rather have it like that. Yeah, and I know some of the EVP we have on our website, the volume is not really high, and we also don't put our best stuff on our website. We save that for our presentations and everything. But sure, uh, yeah. nevertheless, yeah. there's still some pretty good stuff on there. At number four, it's called It's a Little Baby. Okay, that, oh. that's interesting. That was also in Virginia City, and 
we were doing a conference with the Ghost Adventures, and uh, that was one of the places where we were stationed um, a couple times a night, and we were getting really good EVP, and then on the second night, we called uh, the person that worked there down to record with us, and she got on a recorder and said, started talking about a uh, a body that was found in the basement. So I turned the recorder off, and I was like, wait a second, you need to tell me what you're talking about here. And anyway, that's where this comes from. We don't say where it was, but um, I, I think I asked something about, uh, do you have a name for the body that was found down here? And you hear a spirit say, uh, it's a little baby. All right, Matt, why don't you fire that one up? For the body that was found down here. One more time. For the body that was found down here. All right, and uh, let's see here. Number five uh, comes from the Goldfield. Why are you near me? Yeah, yeah. that was in uh, that was in the vortex room. I think it's on the second floor. And um, I can't remember what was asked. I'm not even sure anything was asked because a lot of times you get the immediate EVP when you first turn your recorder on. They're like right there to, you know, to you know, speak. That's another point I wanted to mention mm -hmm. real quick. A lot of times we get more EVP. They recognize what a recorder is. If you just turn it on, hold it up, they know and they come flocking to it. So we don't even say anything for like the last, the first ten seconds. But. You get and like you a, can explain the evening. And the word near is kind of dragged out a little bit more than, than the rest of the EVP. It's kind of like he runs out of gas at that point. Okay, Matt, if you want to hit that one. Oh, yeah. Right, one more time. Right. And uh, number six is called uh, Great to Meet the Girls. Is that also from the Goldfield? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's also from the Goldfield. I was in the basement recording alone, and then uh, Debbie and another friend of ours um, came and walked by me. So what I did was, what I usually do is I introduced them and said, okay, guys, now Debbie, you know, is here with me. And as soon as I said that, you hear somebody say, ah, great to meet the girls. Yeah. Maybe one more time, Ben. See, it's, it's even great to meet girls when you're on the other side. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Something's never but, changed. Huh? You know, but the way they say it is kind of period, you know, like back in the day. So people will stand outside that hotel, they hear parties going on. And, you know, if you've ever been to Goldfield, there's, like, how many people you think live in that town, Mark? Like, 40 people? No, there's more than that, but, I It mean, doesn't seem like it, though. There's one store, one bar, one bathroom. I mean, it's crazy. And these people have absolutely no reason to lie. They don't have cable. They don't care, you know? Do you, do you get a lot of uh, different dialects, different accents, different languages? Different... You know, just this year, we've gotten... We've been on our porch. We had a guy, and we were just looking into languages, and we have a guy say what's your name and he says lucha i go on my computer and i translate english to italian and it's um it means luke uh we got one on the uh queen mary too in the 
where the German prisoners were. Do you remember what was asked, Mark? Because yeah. I, I know the answer was Dutchland. That that was that was one of the most interesting uh, recording sessions. Recording sessions we did because we were leading a group down there, and um, it was where they kept the prisoners of war and stuff. And we just happened in a group of people we had had somebody that spoke German, fluent German, as right. synchronicity would have it, you know. So we had him ask the questions in German, and come to find out that. The German spirit that was there understood English, but didn't want the, the questions asked in English. And it, it was really, really interesting. We got an EVP where it says Deutschland. Wow. And it, it, was, it was fascinating, the, uh, the back and forth that we were getting down there. Yeah, we're probably going to pull this up in our next presentation. But really, as far as, as, far as foreign languages, um, we, don't, we don't really get hardly any and that's not abnormal i mean there's been experiments done overseas to where uh somebody just say that speaks english will go out to a country where there's no english speaking radio signals or anything and they'll go out and record and their evp is in english the rule of thumb is the evp will come through in a language that the questioner will understand almost sure. without fail we we know people around here that have captured a lot of uh, Wampanoag Indian uh, EVP, mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. I mean I, I think from time to time you might get that occasional, but I think if they really want to communicate, like you said, they're going to make sure that you can understand them. Right, but I think recently since we've gotten this Italian one and this German one, we're putting out there that that's what we want to receive. Sure. So I think when you put something out there, I think they communicate by thought. That's what they vibrate mm -hmm. on, you know. And I think once you put it out there really scrutinize what you get because they hear you, you know? And um, I was really excited to do some prison in Mexico when I really wanted to go, but uh, what was the trouble with that? We had to go through uh, great white sharks to get there or something. <laughs> it was crazy. Well, we have one more uh, EVP they sent us uh, from the Stanley Hotel. Uh, mm -hmm. It's just called George. Okay, what that was is that there's tunnels that run underneath the Stanley Hotel. That's the hotel that Stephen King wrote The Shining after. And they're made of granite as well, which is helpful in the paranormal. Right, and we kind of weren't supposed to be there, so we Debbie grabbed this one guy that worked there and said, hey, you know. I greased his palm, okay. <laughs> so, and he led us into the tunnels, and, um, I, and I was just getting ready to introduce the worker's name was George. And just before I say uh, I say something like, "Hey guys, this is George." Just before I say, you hear female spirits say, "George," like they're trying to tell me, "Hey, we know this guy better than you do." And you know that's not uncommon. A lot of times they'll answer your question before you ask, you know, because they past, present, and future is all one for them. And I, I really believe that's true because we get that more and more. One one case uh, that you investigated that I want to ask you about is. Uh, on your website, you talk about you investigated a former property of comedian Red Fox. Oh, okay, yeah. Down in Las Vegas. Right. And, and you got some, some EVP coming through there. And do you think that it was him that was communicating with you? I don't. I don't think it was him. I think it was people referring to him. It, it was an interesting place. That was the house that was... Uh, well, it's still there. It's, yeah. Uh, that was the house that was seized from him uh, by the IRS. And uh, it was a real interesting place. It's really quite small. I mean, you know, you it's think really, it would be a big mansion, but it, it's really not. It's really, you know, it's really off of Major Drag, and it's a <clears> real estate <throat> office now, I believe. 
Well, uh, I know that if you could hear his voice, he might say something like this. I'm calling you ugly. I could stick your face in some gold and make some gorilla cookies. Thank you. Thank you very much. The Great Red Fox. That's my favorite line from any episode of Sanford and Son. In fact, uh, if I got that on an EVP, I'd be pretty excited myself. But I'm just Yeah, saying, I'm I think if we were able to make contact with him, I, I think uh, it would be pretty easy to recognize the voice. Absolutely. What, I, don't, I don't think we did, though. What's the longest EVP you've ever captured? Have you ever had one that really goes on for a good amount of time? Um, well, you know, the guy that we were telling you we asked for a helper, his name is Bob. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the day, like, I have a habit of... Even if I know the voice, I just have this habit of saying, well, what's your name? We're on our porch, and you hear the guy say, Bob, but he says it about nine times. Bob, 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 Bob. And at the very end, he says, "My, they call me Bob. Wow. And that's pretty We've gotten some really long ones from the brothel, too. I'll tell you, the longest ones we seem to get are... Oh, what about the cat one, the uh, Marvin? Well, that that would take 15 minutes to explain Yeah, that. that's, there was a discussion well, behind just it. Just about that time. As a matter of fact, that's in Leslie Rule's book. It's, huh. But anyway, the, go ahead, Mark. I, I think the longest EVP we get is it's the real, real, real whisper voices. Mm-hmm. And it almost, I don't know if they're just using less energy at mm-hmm. a time and they're able to talk longer. I think so. Really, really hard to understand, but the, but the majority of the time, it's almost like you're just, you're tapping into a conversation and there's multiple spirits talking to each other. It's simply amazing. And you really have to listen to understand what they're saying. But I mean, I've got clips in our, in our computer that are like, I mean, uh, 25 uh, words long. Yeah, you're reminding me about one thing, too. Like, at one point, uh, my office is kind of right next to my garage door, and I feed my dogs. And when my other dog was alive, I mean, I had my recorder on by mistake. And you can hear them just talking as I leave to feed the dogs. You hear me open up the dog food, scoop the dog food, and you hear them say, Yeah, Deb, go ahead. Feed the dogs. They're hungry. Feed the dogs. And, I mean... This is not airplane interference. These people are watching me do this. I mean, it's just, once you start doing it, it's so addictive. I mean, it's so amazing. You know, and I mean, they know where we're going to end up. What better people to ask? Exactly. And if they're willing to communicate, then you might as well listen to what they have to say. Exactly. I mean, it's the most direct spirit communication there is out there right now. And it really makes you want to rethink how you act in this life because if there is a penance to pay, you know, I want it to be as short as possible, and I want to cross right the heck over there. You know, I'll talk to you from a cloud if I must, you know. <laughs> you better change your ways, then. No, stop. All right. Well, we thank you for joining us, uh, Mark and Debbie Constantino, and we hope that you will come back and talk with us some other time more about EVP. Oh, we'd absolutely love to. Thanks absolutely. for having us. Maybe people who are listening to the podcast here later on, if anything's coming through from, from their haunted house, you know, you can just let us know if you heard anything, too. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you. Have a great evening, and uh, and just keep those recorders on. Okay. Thanks for having <laughs> well, us. Right. Thanks. Take have care. Have a good night. That is Mark and Debbie Constantino. You can check out their website, spiritspeak.com. That's spirits-speak.com. You can check it out linked up on spookysouthcoast.com as well. And uh, next week, as we mentioned earlier uh, earlier this evening, we will have Jeff Belanger, the mayor of ghostvillage.com and the author of many books, in the paranormal field. He'll be joining us to talk about his new book, Weird Massachusetts. And this is uh, part of that weird series, weird U.S. series, uh, by Mark Skirman and Mark Moran. 
they handpicked Jeff Belanger to write this book, and it's just got some fascinating stories from around the Bay State. We're going to talk about a lot of those stories with Jeff next week. We may be emanating live from the Lizzie Borden Bed and Breakfast. It depends on if we can work everything out, technically speaking. Uh, but we will be talking to Jeff as long as we have a show. Whether or not we will have a show, that depends on the Boston Celtics, whether or not they can get their job done here and move on to the next round and and what the Red Sox schedule is and all kinds of stuff. So just stay tuned to SpookySouthCoast.com, and we'll let you know if we're going to have a show on there as well. And don't forget, if you go to SpookySouthCoast.com, go to the bottom right-hand corner and check out the all-new Moniz Report. All right, so for Matt Costa, for Matt Moniz, wherever you are, I'm Tim Weisberg. Stay spooktacular. Rest assured, listener, that my time here has not been easy, and what you have just heard was not fiction. Although, in many a desperate moment, I most certainly wish it had been. It's over for now, it seems. Or at least, until yesterday begins again. Tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. Look, I know the supernatural is something.